This is the Yacht Business Podcast. I'm David Fuller, and in this episode, we head to Dubai for the Middle East Yachting Conference and the Dubai International Boat Show. Some of the audio is a little hard to hear, but the content is a great insight into what's happening in the region and the long-term vision. Enjoy. Here we are at the Middle East Yachting Conference, running in conjunction with the Dubai International Boat Show. The region is set to see a lot of growth as a result of mega and giga infrastructure projects, including the development of marinas and supporting activities. The opening session of the conference has a long title. The race is on. How are the Middle East mega projects transforming the region into an iconic super yacht destination? Featuring Captain Saif Al-Mahari, Managing Director of Abu Dhabi Maritime and Ports Authority, Abdullah bin Habtur, Chief Portfolio Officer Shamal, Dubai Harbour and Luke Khaldun, Chief of Staff and Director of New Projects at Cruise Saudi. Excuse some of the background sounds, but there are some fascinating insights into what is happening in the region and who they're competing with. You don't see uh, our colleagues in Dubai or even in the Gulf states as competitors. It's complementary. We complement each other. Yeah, this is especially with the yachting and cruise industry, they don't go to one place. They like to have an itinerary, so they visit. So collaboration between destinations is a must. And, uh, and uh, collaboration with our colleagues in Dubai is, is very strong. And we are working with them. We, we collaborated with them last time in Monaco Boat Show as well. And uh, as, as in one stand, representing UAE. And that was a great uh, initiative from our colleagues. As at the same time, we are already in discussions with other Gulf states to, to have uh, a close-up of the The Mediterranean part, you are absolutely right. Uh, as everybody knows, Mediterranean is a very uh, uh, hot destination in the summer season for the super yacht industry. And when the winter comes, most of these yachts either uh, migrate to Caribbean, or uh, the private ones, they just uh, stay burned and they just lower the capacity of the crew and are waiting for the next summer to come. So we are promoting uh, UAE as uh, a winter destination. Because when a few years ago, in 2016, when I arrived uh, in Dubai to work, and I had the pleasure and the honor to work under the guidance of uh, uh, at the time, uh, I was asked, who do you as our competitors? Because there were no major super yacht berths at the time in Dubai. It just was starting. I said, yes, the Caribbean are actually the competitors. We, we are not competitors. We need to complement each other. The destination is not one point. The destination is reachable. Your owners want to have the choice of hobby. After all, the yacht is a mobile asset. We never should forget that. So this is really good. So yes, um, if you look at the distances, let's start with that. Caribbean are 4,000 nautical miles away. Dubai is only 2,000 nautical miles away. Where I am at the moment, it's 1,100. <laughs> uh, but, but then, and, and, and God forbid more happens to it, but you know, you have, with the climate changes, you have tropical storms, for instance.
which uh, happen more and more often in the Caribbean, they are known here, So yes, the Caribbean are definitely uh, the big competitors. In the uh, land mobility is crucial, okay? You, you cannot say, hey, I'm going to leave a few marinas and that will attract the owners. That doesn't work like that. Land mobility is, of course, very, uh, uh, sea mobility is very important, but land mobility is equally important. You need good restaurants, you need the hospitality business to be thriving, etc. Otherwise, the owners will not come. So it's, a, it's, a, it's all a parallel work, they, they developing the land offering as well as the sea offering, basically. That's the secret of it. I mean, if you look at the European development, let's say Cerro, for instance, you have the hotels, you have the harbor, you have the entertainment, and it's a model to follow it work. I think it's a nice puzzle. It's a it's a nice puzzle to have to deal with. I think uh, I think all of us here agree that the potential for this industry, as we see it, is tremendous. Uh, with uh, with a number of with a number of leading coastal cities that we have in the in the region, we have a tremendous uh, potential to grow this industry. Now, we as uh, as people in the trade, we view that industry to the customer as a lifestyle. So, but uh, the, the way we uh, thought about it uh, from when we first put in the paper on our project, the White Harbor, in 2016, was to think about really how do we create an ecosystem? How do we create, how do we provide our um, residents in, in our district with that lifestyle? Um, we, we ensured um, that in, even in our early plans that we have, um, we have, Marina capacity larger than some thought the market required. We have uh, we have a 700 berth uh, marina that is a combination of, uh, of three marinas. We have a dedicated superyacht marina. Um, and I remember in our, in our early uh, early studies uh, we, we we thought that this could be a challenge. We are today nearly 80 percent occupied in terms of uh, in terms of our marina. Um, the way, the way we, we got to where we are today is really committed to um, providing that lifestyle. Um, one of our early missions was to really rekindle the connection to sea between residents, tourists, and the sea. Uh, uh, thinking of the of the human user and people in the marina. Um, in, in, in terms of the service that that you require to deliver to them. Uh, in, in practical terms, uh, it's, it's not just viewing the marina as a piece of infrastructure. It's really looking at the complementary services that you want to provide. So to give an example, in our marina we have uh, four restaurants. We have five, uh, six retail outlets. Uh, we have dedicated eating stations. That, because um, it's a digital industry at the end of the day, and, and, and what we uh, what the customer requires is something easy, something joyful, um, and something that is also uh, accessible. So that's what, uh, what we've done, and that's how we, we've done it now. Uh, continue also, one of the things, one of the special things we do is to continue our commitment to the, to the industry with the Dubai International Poetry. We view this as a, as, a, as a platform for us to connect with, the, with our industry partners, because we believe that in a, in a mega project like this, it's not only the marina that will uh, achieve that. It's, it's all of us going together.
Look, I would say the single biggest challenge we face at the moment is um, ensuring that we continue, we, we, we provide quick turnaround service. We process on a daily basis 250 uh, vessel movements in our marina. So we want to ensure that we do this as quick as possible to provide the service that we committed ourselves to. This is one challenge. The other challenge that, that we, we do face at, at times is, is uh, finding enough capacity for visiting vessels. We have good, good problem to have. We have just to give you just to, to, to give an example to, to that. We've, um, last year uh, we saw 14 that uh, vessels. Uh, this year we are uh, little over 45 vessels. This is in the year 2022. Uh, and, and they all come in a in a in a, in a short window in the calendar. So ensuring that you have enough capacity, ensuring that you are well coordinated. Uh, to uh, to host uh, visiting vessels and important one. There are of course the local owners and there are the chartering uh, yachts. Uh, internationally, uh, there are many yachts that's coming visiting the home region. Okay, so but the biggest percentage in Hamdullah is coming to UAE in general, and uh, most of these yachts are. Uh, are Gulf uh, owned yards and uh, many of them are European uh, owners. Uh, some of them are chartered. But exactly the, the nationalities, uh, percentages, I think the agents will have the better yeah. Well, uh, we know we, we are a bit uh, a step behind, I would say, in okay. some area. Yeah. Yeah. development stage, so it's, it's completely different than that. I mean. I mean, the, the, the big event at the moment that attracts yachts is the Formula One Grand Prix, of course, in March in Jeddah. And then we, uh, we enjoy uh, the visit of a few international uh, foreign flag yachts. Uh, but otherwise, at this moment in time, we have, uh, well, the last I counted, which was last week, uh, 16 marina developments in Saudi Arabia uh, among the different giga projects. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I'm a consultant on three or four of these giga projects at the moment. And uh, it's, so it will take a few years, I would say five to ten years, until we, we are a little bit behind. We need tourism is a new thing in the region where I'm working at the moment. So the, the sea, as I was saying a few minutes ago, the sea mobility and the land mobility is developing at the same time. This is a huge challenge. Uh, luckily enough, uh, the, the funds, the budgets are available, and uh, we were trying to be as fast as possible. I think, uh, I think for for us in terms of uh, this region, um, as an in, in, within the uh, the leisure boating industry in this region, I think I think there will continue to be growth in uh, the number of vessels uh, available. Uh, we understand from the manufacturers that they are struggling to produce enough, uh, enough vessels in time for the customer demand. Uh, so I see that as a first step. Uh, I think the second step, if I, if I look beyond the, uh, I'd say the five to year window, I think the format of boat ownership is likely to change, I think. Uh, especially in the mid-market segment, I think that uh, there is going to, I expect that there is going to be different formats of, uh, of boat ownerships. I think, uh, and I think that's the 
that's an interesting space, uh, especially for participants. Uh, Timeshare ownership, uh, I think uh, the commercial vessel uh, operations in terms of people not owning boats but, but going out to sea is, uh, is an industry that we see, we see growth in. It's, uh, I believe that uh, uh, there has been uh, some innovation there in terms of uh, memberships to club formats, but I, I expect that in, in this space there's going to be more innovation required. So lately we developed, uh, because we, we made the analysis and uh, using all of the data is available. And so currently visiting yachts to the region is something close to 200 yachts, international yachts, and uh, the potential is extremely high. Uh, and what we need is to double and triple this number uh, in, in, the, in the coming years. So we need to meet the whole ecosystem requirements. So we can, we can start, with, I think there are four, basically. So starting with the ease of regulations, to make them easier to come in, easier to move around. Uh, and this is something we action. Uh, the second is destination. So they need to have a destination where they need to go, uh, and uh, what activities they can do. Uh, we have different uh, climate, different uh, uh, natural uh, uh, scenery than the Mediterranean, so we have our speciality in here, as well as uh, the third uh, uh, pillar, let's call it, or uh, ecosystem will be the birthing and repair facilities. This is very important, and uh, as, uh, as Dubai is working on increasing their capacity, there is a lot of uh, uh, plans for uh, bigger capacities as well, but something quickly we can we could, which we've done is putting more uh, uh, mooring boys in, in good locations in Abu Dhabi where super yachts can can moor on, on them with a good uh, skyline view of Abu Dhabi. Uh, then uh, we have uh, uh, the last uh, pillar, which will be uh, more about. Uh, uh, refit facilities and refueling facilities, which is which is very important to, to make sure that this is not just only coming here to um, to build and do sightseeing, but as well as they can stay longer to do their annual refit uh, business. This is extremely important, and it is not like a normal conventional shipping ride. It should be it has its own uniqueness. It should be more uh, cleaner, better locations. And what Luke mentioned is also extremely important, is what, what is it uh, for entertainment for the crew and the, and the owners of work. But on this side, I simply can end it away, as, as UAE, we, are, we covered at this part, in terms of uh, entertainment, destination, theme parks, uh, hotels, uh, and many things to do with that. And I'd like to bounce on what you said, what it takes to create a regional player with uh, some of my neighbors are becoming very active in the Red Sea at the moment. And that's what it takes to create a network, i.e. to manage ports and marinas in the Red Sea, i.e. Egypt, uh, Oman, uh, even Saudi Arabia. I mean, we all know TP World is present in Saudi Arabia, for instance. Uh, to create that network is very important. So uh, right now, there are a lot of local players that 
are getting involved with the managing and creating that network is really important. And that's what it, that's what it takes. And uh, naturally, organically, alliances will open up. People will be representing uh, adult shows like here together in the, in the future. That's what it takes, basically. Uh, that, that's what we need as a regional player. The role of government and leadership within the industry is also very important for growth. Abir Al-Shali, Deputy Managing Director of Gulfcraft, and Hanan Eksaimi, Head of Strategy for the Federal Transportation Authority for Land and Maritime, talk about the regulations and making the user journey easier for owners and investors. So, uh, as mentioned, my name is Abid Shadi. I am the Deputy Managing Director of Goldcraft, who many of you know is builder of Majesty Nomad, Oryx, Silvercraft, and Silvercat yachts and boats. If I take off my boat builder hat, my other hat is the chair of the Leisure Marine Association for the Middle East and North Africa. And I think that's the hat I'm going to start off with today. Um, I'm here with Hanan Al-Zemi from the Ministry of Energy and Infrastructure. Hanan is the head of strategy for the, I'm not sure the actual title exactly, you know, we like to change things up, but uh, she runs basically the strategy for Leisure and Marine. Yeah, uh, one of the main initiatives in Ministry of Energy and Infrastructure, we are preparing the framework of maritime strategy in UAE. Now we are starting just with the main pillars for this strategy. We work with the framework of it with all stakeholders, industry stakeholders. Uh, we choose uh, Leisure Marine is one, is one pillar of our strategy, but the main strategy talk about the maritime sector. For the Leisure Marine, we are concerning about how we can develop this sector, how we can make sure from that policies and regulation. So there are two aspects here. One aspect is industry yes. and investment and growth of the industry. And then the other aspect is making sure that the marinas and other stakeholders... Yes. Yeah. So I have... Two things I want to go back to. This morning we had a great panel with Captain Saif al-Mahiri, uh, Abdullah bin Hattur, and Luke Khaldun. And within that um, panel, there was two, there were two points that actually I thought we could go back to and follow up on. One was the point about uh, looking at the marine industry across all of the territories. So we're not just talking about Dubai, or not just talking about the UAE, but we're talking about the GCC as a whole and the UAE as a whole, which sometimes becomes difficult. Everybody has a different maritime authority and they're not always uh, working together. The second point that I thought we should follow up on also is the point of looking at the person. So sometimes we get a little bit go too far in in one direction when it comes to regulation and we forget to look at it from the perspective of the user, right? The person who has a boat and they want to go register and they want to be able to go from Ras al-Khaimah to Abu Dhabi, right? Those types of yes, little details. Um, or the person who has a yacht, this morning we were talking about charter yachts that are coming in from the Mediterranean and doing the, their winter charters in the UAE. So looking at it from the person instead of just from kind of the overview of the government. So what is happening at the ministerial level to um, further that conversation and to move things in that perspective? 
We are trying in Ministry and Energy Infrastructure to facilitate also, especially about we talk about registration, about also our operations in this uh, sector. We are trying to facilitate uh, all over the UAE, especially we can't find there are so many offices for the Ministry of Energy Infrastructure all over the UAE. So one of the um, initiatives that's happening, as some of you have heard, and I just mentioned that um, the Leisure Marine Association has been quite active over the last year. We now have, I think, over 60 members and stakeholders from across the industry. And we have started to work quite closely with the, the ministry. On Friday, on Thursday, we are going to be signing a, uh, an MOU, uh, basically to set up a, uh, a working relationship between the ministry and the LMA uh, to represent stakeholders. Um, how do you see, uh, we haven't signed the MOU yet, but Tell me, how do you see this relationship going forward between the private sector represented by the LMA and the government represented by the minister? Yeah, I think, I think it, this is a good chance between the Ministry of Energy and Infrastructure and also for the private sector to be uh, collaborate in their uh, initiatives and their projects. For this MOU, uh, we targeted just to uh, 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 to build up the uh, marine uh, sector, especially for uh, leisure. From this MOU, we can change our expectation from the maritime sector. We will uh, uh, get a high uh, income from uh, this sector, and also this uh, it will give us a good chance to uh, to make the way as a hub for all for all investor, investors all over the world to start their work here from UAE, and the UAE will be a hub for Canada. Can I ask you, um, one of the initiatives was to change the law with uh, regards to the uh, chartering of foreign flagged yachts in the UAE. It was previously not allowed, it's now allowed. Right? This is one of the changes that we've seen within the last year. Um, do you have any feedback yet uh, whether this has changed the number of yachts that have come in for charter, especially after the World Cup and things like that? We are expected, once it will be changed, we are expected these numbers, which is today's numbers, will be increased. I think it's a huge increase, it's not the normal, especially from this uh, sector. Uh, most investors want to come to the UAE, but see this is, uh, you know, this is obstacle for us to come because this percentage make for us uh, challenge to come to the UAE and some risk, also they are feeling uh, unhappy about uh, what the expected risk coming from these projects. So, I'm sure once we uh, accept it with this percentage and we change this percentage, maritime sector will become uh, grow more than before. I uh, encourage everyone to contact the LMA and to see uh, whether the membership is right for you. Uh, the LMA is working very closely, like I said, with the ministry and pushing the uh, interests of the stakeholders in the leisure marine industry across the Middle East and North Africa. And it's a good opportunity for everyone to meet other people in the industry here. Thank you very much, Anna. And so now it's the opening day of the Dubai International Boat Show, and I'm here with the local media to get a preview before the gates open to the public later today. Abdullah bin Habtour from Dubai Harbour explains how it all works together and the exciting future yeah, for this um, place. With, the, with this extraordinary uh, district and with the, with the support of partners uh, like the Dubai International Boat Show, we can continue to support the ambition of... Uh, 
um, of the city to to grow as a to continue to lead as a uh, maritime hub and a, and a yachting destination. We uh, we have seen tremendous growth over over the last uh, 12 months. I think you can you can see here today that you you're here today in a in a thriving thriving marina. We are almost full, and we continue to see the expansion of the Dubai International uh, Boat Show. We believe that with the partners that we host uh, here today and with yourselves, we will continue to to drive towards this uh, this uh, this growth. Um, I believe that uh, there's a, there will be um, a lot to see, and I'm thrilled and excited uh, uh, to to enjoy the show. I believe that we will see t uh, in this show um, a lot of uh, innovation. Um, I believe that the industry continues to uh, be leading uh, leading the way towards um, sustainable development and towards environmental uh, protection, which is um, an, an, an important uh, an important objective of uh, of the government of the UAE for uh, for this year. Um, I wish you an enjoyable uh, show this year, um, and and I hope that we continue to to grow this uh, this show year on year. The Dubai Harbor uh, will continue to be the home to the Dubai International Boat Show, and we uh, we work in partnership to continue to to grow uh, the the show and support the growth of the industry. Thank you all very much. We have developed uh, what you see around you as the marina uh, with, uh, with, with, the, with the industry in mind and also with the Dubai International Boat Show in mind uh, to continue the, uh, the government and the industry's ambition to grow this, uh, this industry. Uh, we're proud to say that here we sit in a 700 berth marina, the largest in the region. We have the only uh, dedicated super yacht marina in uh, in Dubai. Um, it is it is thriving today with uh, ample of lifestyle, FMB, uh, and living living options. Uh, to bring it back to uh, the Dubai Boat Show, which is an annual um, annual um, event that we are proud to host here, and we view this location as the permanent home for the Dubai International Boat Show. Uh, and we have seen uh, growth since uh, last year that uh, Trixie will, will speak to you a little bit about. But from our standpoint, we truly believe in the industry. We, uh, in, in the marina that you see around you, we have 80 people uh, working in the marina serving the boats. We are close to 80% occupied today. We were much lower um, last year, given that we had opened only a year prior. So this really signals the growth in this industry that we could not have done without our industry uh, partners like Al Shaali Marine and like the Dubai International uh, Boat Show. The marina we're sitting in um, has 700 um, berths ready to be occupied. So they're not they're not being built in stages. It's 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 everything you see here. Uh, the marina we're sitting in uh, we call Dubai Harbor a Marina. It comprises of uh, close to 550 uh, berths. We have over a uh, little over 500 in what we call the Bay Marina, which is the super yacht uh, dedicated marina. And then we have a marina facing the Palm Island, which is that way, Palm View Marina, which uh, has close to 40 uh, 40 berths, and they're all ready. That's it for this episode of the Yacht Business Podcast from the Dubai International Boat Show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel or become a Patreon subscriber to get access to other sessions from the Middle East Yachting Conference and presentations from Sunreef, Sunseeker and others. I'll see you next time.